Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit Bookshare.org today. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Topics. I'm sorry we got started a little bit late. Um, uh, unfortunately, some technical difficulties right at the beginning, but this is the way life goes occasionally on ACB radio. Most of the time, it works really well. We have a whole house full of guests this evening, and I'm overjoyed that that's the case. And uh, leading our group this evening is someone we've all probably come to know pretty well from South Dakota, and that's Miss uh, Coney Sims. Welcome, Coney. Hi, Paul. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here, and this will be great. We have a good group together. I'm actually excited about this program because uh, it will give everybody a chance to get a clearer idea of what's going on with a lot of traditional things that are coming up in our convention, but may well be being handled in some very different ways. So the first component of that as I understand it, is uh, is going to include uh, Coney and another of our guests, who is um, Kenneth Simeon Sr. Kenneth, you're becoming a regular on Tuesday Topics, sir. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here with you. Excellent. So, Coney and Kenneth, why don't you guys take it away and talk about your area? Well... Uh, thanks, Paul. I'll kind of start out, and um, I want to start with some dates, um, and then we'll let Kenneth kind of elaborate more and do some information. But there's a lots and lots of dates this year, so um, kind of overwhelming. But the big one is um, May 1st, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, May 1st is a couple things. May 1st is when all the state and special interest affiliates need to um, get their person of nominating in and their alternate and delegate to Ginny's Collie. So it's coming up fast, but you don't have to be um, in person to be a delegate or an alternate. Um, Everything will be done by Zoom. But um, and the nominating committee is actually meeting by Zoom also, and that they are meeting on June 23rd. So um, they will be starting at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. So, and they had some issues last year, um, people not being in to get in. And, you know, that room locks. That's, you know, the only room that gets locked you know, for any type of meeting in ACB. So um, Brian Charlson, the chair, is planning on um, opening that room a half hour early. So that would be at six o'clock central. And we're talking about central time for all everything, because even if the virtual times, because um, 
it's in Omaha, in Omaha's in Central Times. So, and then that room will be open for a half hour, and then at six thirty, that room will be closed. And he's thinking that it will take maybe um, uh, ninety minutes, maybe longer, maybe less, for the nominations this year, since we have um, five board directors and three um, BOP board of publication people. So the other one of the other important dates is May 23rd. And that's our record date. So the record date is the last date to qualify to be able to vote. Um, so if you didn't become a ACB member, pay your dues to an affiliate, you still become, become a member of ACB. And um, still be able to vote by the 23rd let's see so um, a couple of a couple of clarifications Coney, okay. just just yep. before we get past them it's my understanding that that does not apply to affiliates though is that correct correct so the affiliate vote had to be done by march 15th so um once the affiliate votes were done march 15th they're certified you um that's how we say like South Dakota, we, I think we got like 69 this year. So we have three votes. So even though we may get someone who becomes a member of South Dakota now past the 15th, they will be able to vote, but they will not count as an affiliate vote for us. So it, even if we got enough up to be say four votes. So, right. So, so they'd be able to vote individual, but wouldn't count in, in, um, determining how many votes an affiliate has. Correct. Um, and, and, and just to dot I's and cross T's, it's my understanding that um, new members can be added up until the 15th, but old members, if they, if they come along, can still be certified up until the 30th. Um, which, but, but that's still nevertheless done. So all affiliates know how many votes they have at this very moment, because that's all finished. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Sorry. Sorry if I interrupt no, you like this, but no, I want to be sure that everybody those are good has questions. right and good and good questions right. and good clarification, and that's what we want, you know. So, and like I said, there's so much to know and so much to learn, and all these different. There things. is. So, there's you know, and that's why we'll you know repeat a lot of stuff, you know, and say me and Kenneth might talk about a date or two mm -hmm. and then John and Ray might talk or Jeff and Pat might talk about a day, you know, so we'll talk a lot about the same dates, but someone was going to probably talk about it more in depth. Sure. Um, so that's some of the dates. Um, I, I want so to you know, talk, talk a little bit about what the nominating committee does or, or, or somebody should, because there are probably some folks who are, relatively new to ACB who don't understand the nominating process. Yeah, I can do that. Um, so the nominating committee, so each affiliate um, is able to have someone in the nominating committee. So that's all the state affiliates and all the special interest affiliates. Um, you cannot be, um, you cannot be running for a position to be in the nominating committee um, and you can only represent one affiliate if you're on that nominating committee. So um, they close the door, lock it, and um, they 
um, start doing, um, go around and they'll start with the board of directors and they have to have someone nominate you. And once someone's nominated, that might be a second and then they go around and, um, and you know, someone else can pop in, but they talk about it and they vote. So I've never been actually in the nominating committee myself, but that's okay, kind of I, like, have, I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I think it's an interesting process. I mean, if someone's been in the nominee, you know, Kenneth or, um, yeah, Pat I think there are lots of people who have, yeah. who are on this call. I can, so Pat, I can, I can talk to... about it. Good. I can too. I ran it, it for said, a couple of years. Yeah. Good. Well, Pat, why don't you go ahead? Yeah. Go ahead. Now go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. You outrank me. Oh, well, geez, I don't know about that. Um, no, the nominating committee, uh, the, other, the other thing that disqualifies you is if you're an officer of ACB. Um, so if you um, are, say, one of our officers, you can't um, uh, be on the nominating committee. So um, what happens in the nominating committee? It's actually pretty simple. Uh, like Connie said, you have someone that um, will nominate you and um, there might be someone that maybe speaks uh, a couple minutes about you and your qualifications. And then if there's, if there's only one candidate, they take a unanimous ballot. Otherwise, they uh, do a roll call in the nominating committee. So they'll go down, they'll say, Alabama, how do you vote? And you, you decide which candidate, if it's contested in the nominating committee, who you want to vote for. We have to get a winner. So if there's a tie, they just redo the roll call until they get somebody to change their vote. It's uh, so the nominating committee meetings can be fairly short or they can go fairly long. So, uh, it's it's um, it's a it, it's an interesting process, but a very de democratic one, and uh, um, you know, just uh, just a very and so that and so that report that comes from the nominating committee that's the slate that they submit to the general session of the uh, ACB convention for candidates for in this case the board of directors and board of publications. And then once each uh, the, the slate is submitted to the floor, once we start conducting elections, um, members will have the opportunity to nominate other individuals from the floor if they so choose. Yeah, and so if you go ahead, go ahead. And the only that thing this that is I would add, the only thing I would add to that, Paul O'Ray, is that in the nominating committee, each affiliate gets one vote. So although we know, um, or let's say 40, 25 votes in nominate have as many votes as Maryland has. one vote per affiliate. Yep. That's how uh, I would also add, this is Jeff. And I will also add that, I, um, it, it took a little longer last time for two reasons. Number one, it takes longer when you have more than two candidates, um, for an office because you quite frequently have to vote a second or third time, but also, Zoom is a little slower for this type of thing than it is when everybody is in one room. Um, I think it just takes a little longer to, you know, get organized and to, you know, get all the votes cast and everything else like that. So, um, but, you know, so it lasted, I, I can't remember. It was a good, probably two and a half hours, I think, last time, maybe. I, I can't remember for sure, which we had Brian, but, but. It, it lasted a, a quite a, so people, if they're going to be on the committee, should be prepared to be there for a while. It may be quick, you know, but we don't know. 
So excellent. So just just for the so everybody knows, the first voice you heard a little while ago was Ray Campbell. The second was Patrick Sheehan, and the third, of course, was was the the venerable Jeff Tom. <laughs> and thank you, you guys. So let me ask another question about nominating in terms of uh, in terms of helping folks to understand. So all three of the board of publications um, elected positions are up for election this year, um, and so that means that and and all three of the the. Uh, board of Publications folks can run again. Is that correct? I think that is. I think so. That's correct. I think so yeah. Yeah. That is correct. Yes. Right. Yep. So there are five board positions. Are any of those positions held by incumbents who can run again? Uh, yes. Me. Yep. So I think four of five are. I think Patrick is the only one that can't run again. I think so too. Yeah. All right. Everyone but um, oh god, yeah, every, everyone but Pat. Patrick is the only yeah, oddball. So, so Patrick, Patrick will term off. So we we know that we've got. Does anybody remember who the other four are? Uh, let's uh, Jim Crom. Yep. Jeff Tom. Uh, yeah. Michael Kelly. Yeah, Michael's up too. So and, Jim. So Jim Crot, um, Jeff Tom. Michael Talley and and you, Coney, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, those are four incumbents who have been on the board and who are entitled to run again, and who we assume, on you know, though though of course stranger things has happened, but we assume they will be they will be nominated um, at the nominating committee. They won't necessarily win, but they'll be nominated there. <clears throat> All right. Um, I think so, that's so, that's all that we need to know about nominating. But go ahead, Connie. Yeah. So that's you know. So I think we should kind of get back to you know. I think that's kind of covers nominating for right now. I think at it least. does. And, yep. And uh, um, I got more dates and information, but let's let's have Kenneth talk a little bit. Let's have him talk about some of the dates. Um, because you know we we have the convent or the um auction coming up virtually this year also. So I don't know if Kenneth wants to talk about that or. When it's we, we also yeah. we also ought to talk about the, the and and Kenneth maybe you could do this but about the fact that the that the convention is starting before the convention starts yeah. right <laughs> so that's yeah, yeah. So I didn't I, I didn't want to I didn't want to take all his thunder so that's why I thought why I'd leave so Kenneth that... when you get to the auction I'll, I'll be happy to talk about that since okay. I'm the one okay. auction committee member on this yeah thing. so nice. Um, yeah, so we're kind of well covered, I, I think, this way. You know, we have a little bit, you know, Jeff's on all of it. So that's our joke, Paul, is that Jeff's on all the different committees. So Jeff can cover all of it. That's pretty wanted. amazing. So we can, you know, just have him do that. Some people or we think can just do all, all of it all together. Because I don't know very much. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, but um, um, yeah, let's get Kenneth going on here. Okay, we have pretty much like three weeks of activities that are going to take place this year, quite different uh, in a virtual setting for some portions and hybrid for another. So from July, excuse me, June the 22nd through the 25th, it will be, we'll be in a virtual uh, setting where we'll have some of our special interest affiliates to have business meetings and there'll be some other activities. Now, uh, I, this, I was mentioning these three dates, uh, or these four dates right here, the 22nd through the 25th. And then I was just going to say as an overview 
uh, right after that, we're going to be in a full week of convention in a hybrid fashion where you can participate virtually on Zoom from your home or wherever you may be, or you can be in person in Omaha, like some, some of us will, will travel to be there in person, but we'll all be able to hear one another on both sides. And that'll be from July the 1st until July the 8th. And then that following week, we'll be together again on virtual in a virtual setting uh, where it'll be from July the 11th through the 13th uh, for some uh, uh, voting on resolutions and constitution, constitution and bylaw amendments. Now, uh, going back to, to what we were talking about earlier, the auction on June the 18th, I would like to go and let Jeff give some highlights on that since he's a member of that committee. Sure. Thanks, Kenneth. So on June 16th and 17th, um, the ACB's First Lady and Auction Committee Chair will be holding the Appetizer Auction. And for those of you who haven't participated, it's done by um, over email and or phone. And basically, you uh, there are certain items up for sale. Usually there's like, I forget, five or 10 a day. I can't remember which. I should, but I don't. And um, That's bids about right. are taken. Yeah, I know. It's getting a little older, you know. <laughs> bids are taken and um, by, by Leslie Spoon. And at the end of the day, the 16th and then the 17th, the winners um, uh, go by highest bidder at the end of each day for the for the items that are up. And that's kind of a fun little auction. And sometimes you can get some pretty good deals on that. And then the main part of the auction that most people I think have participated in, or at least heard over ACB media or whatever, and or Zoom, is on the 18th. And that'll start, I believe, at uh, 6 p.m., or maybe maybe it'll be seven. Maybe seven p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Central. I think, um, and go till whenever it goes until we've sold the last item. The reason that we decided mainly to have <clears throat> the auction before the in hybrid part of the convention is that, quite frankly, a lot more people are able to participate when we uh, do it over Zoom than we, when we have it in the room. It's really hard to have a hybrid type of an auction, you know, with people in the room and over Zoom because there's so much of a delay. So, but you can have it all over Zoom and everybody can be on their bidding and it works, has worked out extremely well. And we've done quite well in terms of um, making money for the American Council of the Blind. So, um, I'm looking forward to another uh, fun time, and hopefully folks will get some good bargains and, and support ACB at the same time. So, Jeff, uh, in the distant past, when people wanted to participate in the auction, when they registered, they had to get a bidder number. I don't think we're doing that anymore. Um, no, I do, they don't. They don't. Well, no, they, they will automatically, I think have i forget whether they automatically have a number when they register as long as they say they want to be in the auction i can't I, yeah I, uh, I think, I think that's, that's how it works now because yeah, they need a number correct. only f to you know enable them to have their items pulled up and, and pay for that and all that but it's but automatically done by staff right. but the trick is that that if you want to participate in the auction you'll have to have registered 
Otherwise, you can't. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and so I, w- I wanted to be sure that folks realized that so they didn't suddenly find themselves on the evening of the auction with the thing that they definitely needed for their loved one uh, and, and uh, be in a position where they couldn't buy it because they hadn't registered. So um, I... I don't remember when registration starts, and I I, I know there's still a, there is a week in advance. Where yeah, I think ACB it's May twelfth. Is it? Is I think that's right. May the twelfth. Yeah, that is correct. For members. Yep. So May the twelfth to May the nineteenth, members can uh, register, and then from May nineteenth until things close, I don't remember the date of that. Um, the um, you're, everybody will have the opportunity to register, but the 12th to the 19th is the time you want to do it. Um, and, and there are real advantages to registering early, especially if you're coming to Omaha, because it gives you first dibs at tours. Um, and uh, it, it, it also, and also in, in enables you to uh, have the registration finished and uh, get all the, the things that you might want to buy that will be available on registration which may run out later on like sizes of t-shirts and that kind of thing so it's a good thing to register early and paul since you said early it reminds me that there will be two days prior to the date of the, the main auction where there'll be an appetizer auction so you could be come uh introduced mm-hmm. to what's going to come on the 18th so that'll be on the 16th and the 17th so uh, look out for that and then uh if we can move forward with the some of the dates on uh, the 22nd of June, we will come together for an opening session in order to, to have our first credentials report read. And then we'll have the reading and adoption of our standing rules. And everyone will be able to vote uh, virtually. We'll be virtual, so you'll be able to vote by raising your hand uh, on Zoom. So the, the importance of this 22nd is that that will actually officially open the convention which means that all of the folks who are meeting on the 23rd through the 25th um, will, will actually be able to function um, under, under the standing rules, but, but, but also under, as, a, as a part of the actual um, ACB conference and convention, um, which is important so that uh, if people are required to hold business meetings, for example, um, during the ACB convention, um, they will in fact be legally doing that. There are a lot of affiliates who are who are who are planning to meet, um, who are planning to meet um, during those three days in order to get their business done. Um, and all of those meetings will be virtual and will be Zoom meetings. So, yeah, it, it is important. But the twenty second is a is a very important date. You're right, sir. There, there's one other date we haven't talked about, and I think that it's June 15th, and it's a little confusing, but we should really talk about it. Um, and that is that on June 15th, or I, I think that's the date, but uh, don't don't necessarily hold me to that, um, the Board of Publications will hold a candidate's forum so that um, earlier um, in May, there will be candidates' pages, and all the folks who qualify by submitting their candidates' pages um, will be entitled to be a part of the Candidates' Forum, which is another event that will happen in the middle of June. Well, this is Kenneth. I do confirm that it is June the 15th. Thank you. It is. And 
And um, by May 15th is when all the candidates have to get their candidate pages in. See, there, so, are, there, are, a, there are a lot of dates, you guys. <laughs> yeah, as I said, there's, you know, and there's even more yet. So it's like, ah. that's, there's a lot. Yeah, it's um, mind-boggling. It is. There'll be a quiz afterwards, too. Uh, I got you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fail. Uh-huh. Oh. Where do we go from here, Mr. Oh, now, one more thing. Uh, uh, talking about, uh, we, had, we yep. mentioned that we had our first credentials report. We'll have uh, a second report given on Saturday, Ju- July 2nd, during our gen- opening general session for the main uh, hybrid convention. So uh, then, after, uh, I believe our nominating committee chair will give a report on that evening as well. And the credentials committee chair, I think, is Ralph Smitherman. Um, right. Yep. So we will hear from him. He's from Mississippi and uh, has uh, done a very good job. Um, and um, he works closely, I think, with, with Gene Mann, who's still on the committee, who's been doing um, mm-hmm. that, that job for a long time. And so <clears throat> I think Gene and Ralph are, are still kind of hanging out together, getting, getting that credentials um, committee report done. And it's an important report because it indicates... Um, any affiliates who may have had problems in terms of getting all of their stuff in on time and so um, may potentially have some issues um, with regard to the number of votes that they'll be able to cast. So it's an important group. And we've heard this year from Sharon, by the way, that apparently all the affiliates are uh, in on time this year. So hopefully... Um, unless there's a glitch that we don't know about, we won't have that kind of a problem. So that would be That nice. is so exciting. Yeah. I know. That, that, that is truly excellent. All right. Um, Mr. So, Kenneth, anything more from that, you? No, I was going to turn it over to Connie for some more dates that she may want to mention. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Back to the date lady. Date lady. The dates yeah. and the outreach, you know, all Can't that good th- stuff. I think I'll make Patrick the fig person. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. So, no. So you know, um, I uh, I'll be nice and not throw out any other dates right at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> but but I do want. Well, I should say I'm going to start with the. Um, so the main the main one is I'm going to start making Patrick and Jeff talk about um, the convention starting on the first and second so pat do you and want ray to take too. a ray has some well, dates yeah. too i'm not ready yeah, well, uh, john i mean do we have john on well here? yeah we have we have dates but those those come later you know so it's this is just the we have may 1st is another huge date for you know that's why i already said may 1st is um for getting people into denise and then may 1st is resolution stuff so yeah so this is just the you know um now Ray is and John, uh, just and John just, have just before concern. because it's the quickest date. I think do, are are awards still April fifteenth, or are they before that? The awards. Yeah, are they still April? Is it April fifteenth or are they April first? I don't remember. The awards were April fifth. April the DKM, and we had April first. So our, and actually, so the that, awards can. The awards committee is done. We actually so that, have that train has gone. That train is gone, and the awards yep. committee has actually met. Being co-chair of that awards committee, um, we have actually met and gone over the applicants or the nominations. Nice. 
So, nice. um, and I know Kenneth is starting next week, I believe, with the DKM yeah, first timers. We have our meeting on the 27th of April to determine who will be our DKM first timers. Um, and we'll provide a list of applicants that have applied for, like JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. We turn that over to uh, Eric Bridges, our executive director, and Dan Spoon, our president, uh, to determine who will receive those five awards. For the JP Morgan Chase Leadership oh, Fellow. Beans. Yeah, another couple yeah. of dates. But well, we have interviews <laughs> beginning tomorrow night. Wow. So we yep. have interviews for uh, three days this week and two days next week for those two awards. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll start with Patrick and Jeff with dates with Patrick, and then, then, we'll, then we'll go on to Ray and John's dates. So, you know, we have all these dates and things to remember and do. So it's, it's interesting this year, but it's good. It's all good information. Mr. Sheehan, you're up. Uh, Mr. Figman, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Paul. Uh, and I, I see you have been doing your studying. You've got all this down pretty well. I, I'm impressed. I, tr I try. Good. So first thing I would like to start off with, and then I'm going to uh, let uh, Jeff do some talking about maybe process uh, during the convention, how we're going to vote. First thing I want to do is thank the voting task force. Uh, we've been, this is our second year. Uh, we've been together. We put together a good process last year. We were uh, asked to see if we could bring uh, uh, along uh, the resolution process and take it away bring it back to the membership and also same thing with constitution and bylaws. I really didn't know that we would be able to do both of them. Uh, I was going to be happy if we could get resolutions back in the hands of the membership and I think we've got a process in place to do both of that. So uh, a lot has been done uh, as uh, you know, I think uh, you'll hear we're just starting off with a hybrid convention. We've never done this before so of course we're going to have glitches uh, we ask for patience and uh, and feedback. Uh, so, Patrick, there right? there are probably um, some folks on here who have never heard the term hybrid convention and haven't got a clue what it is. So, why don't you tell us? So, hybrid convention the the term basically is we're going to have half of the convention virtual. If you want to stay at home like we've done the last couple of years and go to Zoom sessions and be part of the convention that way, you can be. Or if you're going to Omaha, as I am, then you're going to be doing it uh, in Omaha at the hotel, you'll be able to participate that way. And I think Very we, good. Have, we have a, a, lot of, a lot of people that want to do, uh, you know, have it from home. We have noticed over the last couple of years that it's been very successful. We've had great speakers through the hybrid convention. The tours have been wonderful. It's just been great. A lot of us want to get together, see each other in person. And so this is the way I think convention is going to be uh, in the future. And so we know that it's not going to be perfect the first time go around. We're going to show improvements from year to year. But I think that the uh, uh, voting task force with its various components, the resolutions, constitution and bylaws, uh, the convention piece, really an outreach from Connie really has done a good job. Um, the, uh, so we will have both the, um, uh, the vote now system that we had last year will be used by everybody, whether you are at the convention site or whether you are uh, voting from home, of course, 
we'll all be using the vote now system. You will be getting your, uh, and I don't think we've decided on when you will get your um, your, your ballot uh, number. Probably the end of uh, end of June, I would think, somewhere around the 20th or so of June, uh, you would be getting your vote, and that's how you would be doing the vote, uh, the voting process. <clears throat> the we're going to be um, allowing for uh, a longer period for the to use the vote now system for the individual vote and of course we'll have the affiliate vote too and i'll have jeff maybe walk us through that process uh but we will have a, a longer time to uh do the voting from uh, and everything's in central standard time so i'm always getting this messed up but from one o'clock to five o'clock each day will be uh, the time that people will have for the vote now process and then of course we will be doing the affiliate vote uh, uh, over the uh, uh, the next day um, and Jeff if you want to walk people through what the voting process is going to be like the only other thing that I is within the uh, within in Omaha at the site we are going to have a voting, what we're calling a voting precinct. So if individuals who are at the convention uh, have issues or problems with voting, they can go over to the voting precinct and we will assist them in, uh, we'll have PCs there, phones there, the ability to, to assist as far as making sure that convention members uh, are able to vote. Jeff, maybe you could walk through what the voting process is going to be like you know, starting with, uh, what is it, the second, I think we start. So maybe, okay. maybe I'll do the resolutions process and then John can sort of go through how it will differ for the constitutional amendment, how they're going to conduct their, how, would that be a way to do it, Paul? I, I'm wondering, do you want me to do the resolutions process? I, I'm, I'm wondering if we should, if we should start with elections first. Yeah, okay. that's what I, that's okay. what okay. we wanted Let's to start do. with elections. elections so have, uh, elections yeah. will obviously will have a slate for the eight positions that are up, and those will be picked by the nominating committee. And um, then on Saturday night, uh, and people can correct me if I state something inaccurately. On Saturday night, which is the first night of the general session, a hybrid general session, which is July 2nd, um, we will begin with the first board position. And if it is contested, if, if somebody else decides to run, against whoever the nominee is, or one or more people decide to run for that position, uh, so that there's a total of two or three or four or whatever, then the next day, the speeches will be given for the candidates, just like they always are. You're, we're able to have five minutes per candidate, and people can speak for the candidate, for each candidate. Generally. And Generally two speakers, right? Yes, generally two speakers. Sometimes only one. Some people just limit it to one. Yeah. But they can have two. And um, then between 1 and 5 central time, 
all of the individual votes can be cast using the vote now system which means for those who didn't vote last year you can either use a link that you will get uh which will have you'll have a voter code but if you use a link that you'll get through your computer or from your iphone or ipad or whatever you'll be able to just click the link and you can go on to the ballot and you will vote for either you know mrs smith or mr jones or whatever the candidates are and you'll vote for the candidate and it'll be it it's quick and dirty and very easy or you can call um the phone number uh, for the vote now folks and you can either cast your vote by going through the prompts so like a menu so you just hit the appropriate numbers when you get to them or you can ask for assistance um, if you don't feel comfortable doing that and there'll be operators there that will actually you know in this case you though you have to give them your code because you know they don't know that you're a member so you have to have your code if you're going to do it over the phone but you can then um, have them cast your vote but whether you're doing it if you're on the phone whether you're going to do it yourself through the prompts or whether you're going to have operator assistance you have to have your eight digit code that is Patrick said will be given to you uh, later in June. Then the next day, the next morning, um, early on in the convention, so that would let's say that would be Monday morning in this case, the delegate vote will be cast. Um, whether you, and some of the delegates will probably be in Omaha, and some of the delegates will be in wherever. So we're this is we're talking about the affiliate vote here. The affiliate on that's Saturday correct. night. It'll be Sunday morning. Well, no. So if if it's a Saturday night uh, nomination, the in on Sunday morning. Got it. Got it. The, got it. Got the speeches got it, will it, be yeah. given. Yep, yep. And the yep. individual vote. So Monday morning, the affiliate yep. delegate vote will be cast, um, and it'll be done over Zoom. People will be able to hear it. They did last year, and they'll be able to hear it this year. And so the all the affiliates will cast their delegate votes. The total votes will be combined, and the winner will be announced. And then we will go on to the next nominee. And when there's another contested uh, office, then you'll go through the same process with the individual votes from one to five after the convention is over, and the delegate votes the next morning, on and on from there and we have will ha that will happen on tuesday and wednesday and if there if we still have positions that we haven't had the elections we'll use some of our time on thursday or as much as we need of it to finish the elections process and on thursday if we do have elections left over we will the process will be such that the there'll be a time to cast your delegate vote and then I mean, I'm sorry, time to cast individual votes and then delegate votes will come after that and it will all happen the same day so that we can finish up elections. Now, we may be finished before Thursday, that's the hope, but um, because the hope for Thursday is to spend our time doing resolutions, but, you know, we won't know until, you know, the convention happens how it's going to go. So I think well, that's... Go ahead. Let's go. Let's go back to the beginning for just a second, Jeff. So we're we're on Saturday night, and the first nominee is 
um, is put up for the first board of directors position, and there is no opposition. So is it is it my understanding that that individual will then be declared elected and then we'll go on to the next one that very night? That's correct. We'll go on to one until we have a contested race. Very good. Very good. And so, uh, and and do, do we know in advance whether Dan plans to do the incumbent positions first? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't think he is. He, he hasn't said. Uh, so we Very good. That will be a question for our president. Da da. So, yeah. so I, I, I just wanted to before Coney? I'm going to yep. I'm going to butt in on Pat, but yeah. Um, so when Jeff was talking about calling on the phone, and Jeff, we could we had this conversation a while ago. We wanted to make sure that last year we had some individuals who used the landline who called in and wanted assistance. Um instead of using the automated system mm-hmm. and they were not able to do that. So what we have found out and is that they only have so many operators available. So what has happened is that when you want assistant, wanted to speak with someone, you may get bumped over to the automated or you may be at, um, bumped out so if that happens you just need to call back because they only have so many you don't have like a waiting you know put you on hold and wait until the next available operator. so the deal the deal is keep on trying until you actually do get hold of an operator who can handle your stuff correct yeah, yeah. and it's and- possible the, the problem will be worse on sunday and monday because that is the july 3rd and 4th and we don't know whether they'll have the same number of operators on those days that they will the other days. They might. It, it, they may be able to get people who will be happy to work on those days. But then again, oh. you know, we don't know. If I were going to be in Jacksonville, I'd just go to their office and vote. <laughs> <laughs> go to Florida. You're in Florida already, so you're close. Yeah. No, I'm in, I'm in Jacksonville. I'm in Jacksonville. Well, I'll stay at your office. house. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Paul, we have two hands raised in the attendee side if you want. Yeah, I, supp- I suppose we could we could uh, if you I, want are you guys questions. comfortable taking Let, some questions or, or do you want to wait? What do you want to do? Let's wait because we got s- some more and I think we might get some other answer questions uh, answered while we're going. Okay. Cool That's, Just cool let beans. me know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. cool. So the the only uh, other uh, thing I would add uh Connie is that uh, we expect to have uh, 10 ballots throughout the entire election between resolutions, constitution and bylaws, and the board positions and BOP. That would be number one. And then number two, what you're, what you're going to also hear is that we have more voting on the 11th, 12th, and 13th of July, which we're calling Business Week. And I think that's a good lead into resolutions and constitution and bylaws to talk about what's going yeah. on. So I, I agree, Pat. And that's why I mean, I don't want to, I want to take the questions right now, but I think this might help some clarification um, going into that, if that's okay, Paul. But I think it's time, you know, Ray has May 1st as a deadline, which is a couple of weeks away um, to, talk about resolutions, getting people, getting stuff into him. Um, and then we can, once we get talk about the, um, a little bit more of the con- 
resolutions and the uh, John talks about the bylaws and constitution. We can go back and explain the business week because that gets a little interesting also. But let's let's see what Ray has to do with uh, okay. uh, resolutions. All right. Be it further resolved, we could do that, guys. Good evening. And Paul, thanks for the opportunity to to be here and talk about all this very important stuff. Um, yes, we are bringing the resolutions process back into the hands of all of us ACB members where it belongs. And uh, we um, we promised you the last couple of years we would do that, and um, we are going to do that. Now, it's going to work a little differently this year, um, but yeah, if you've been involved in resolutions the last couple of years, things are going to be fairly similar to that. Um, so Gabe, Gabe Griffith, who is our resolutions committee chair. Um, so resolutions are due by May 1st. Those have to be turned in by May 1st. So you can contact, you can send them in. Uh, you can send them to um, advocacy at acb.org, um, advocacy at acb.org. Um, and again, those need to be in by May 1st. Starting after May 1st, um, I think the first week, I think Gabe is just going to have an organizing meeting. And then the next week, starting on like the um, uh, 10th, I want to say, uh, the Resolutions Committee will be meeting two times each week on, I believe, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And um, what they're going to be doing is those meetings will be listed in the community events you will be able to uh, know what resolutions are going to be covered, the subject matter of the resolutions that will be covered. And those meetings are for anyone interested in particular resolutions to attend, provide your input. You know, if you have amendments you'd like to see, if you have wording changes that you'd like to see, um, that's what all those meetings are for. Very similar to what we did last year. Uh, with regards to uh, resolutions before the board uh, ultimately had the final vote on them. Um, so that's your chance to do a lot of wordsmithing and, um, and all of that. Um, then, as we get closer to convention, uh, we don't know how many resolutions we're going to have this year, but um, as we get closer to convention, the resolutions will be made available in electronic format they'll be made available in on acb media uh, we will have them um i believe limited copies available at the uh, acb conference and convention for those that would like to pick them up there we'll be able to get them out ahead of time and this is one of the advantages of being able to do resolutions and have them in so far ahead of time and let me back up for a minute before i talk about how they're going to be debated and voted on now, I said May 1st is a resolutions deadline. Um, all of us know that things happen as we go up towards convention that necessitate us having resolutions. The Becca Meyer situation last year is a perfect example of something that can happen. So if there is a, a, a resolution that you feel strongly needs to go uh, to the resolutions committee and you didn't, and you can make the case that there was no way to know that this particular subject matter was going to come up before May 1st. Um, you can go and make your case to the committee at one of their meetings, and they'll decide um, if they want to take that resolution. Now, um, 
you know, examples, the Becca Meyer situation last year that came up, we needed to put a resolution together on that. We had um, the whole, uh, sometimes, you know, what if, um, you know, what if the Secretary of Defense decides that he wants to shut down all the cafeterias on military bases, for example, um, you know, what if that kind of thing happened and we didn't have, or any number of topics. As I say, we know that things do uh, come up. We also know that um so the, the the probably the hardship that there's going to be is for some of our affiliates that like to pass resolutions and send them on to uh, acb and that's um, um you're going to need to look for a way to get those uh, if you know that there's something that your affiliate wants to put before acb you can certainly at least get your board perhaps to approve it and then send it on forward at least in that regard um let's see so that's about submitting resolutions so again may 1st is the deadline and after that there will be plenty of meetings and opportunities for you to uh, hear the resolutions that are being proposed provide input and uh all of that so uh paul when, do you when was the, that, yeah when was that may 1st date decided on that was decided on it was decided on by the um it was cited on by the resolutions task force and then we went to dan spoon and got approval to uh, go ahead and have that as the date one of the things that will happen in the future is that we're going to be putting a constitutional amendment forward a bylaw amendment forward that codifies that the resolutions have to be in uh 60 days prior to the uh, opening of the convention so that we we have uh, that that deadline codified because right now now you know right now we're saying may 1st um, but we really can't enforce that because we don't have um, bylaw coverage on it. Uh, but we really would like them in um, I May 1st, if uh, at all possible. So, um, Ray, yeah, before I, you go on. Yes, sir. Yeah. The, the committee is, I think, uh, I think this is what Gabe intends to do, is uh, early on, I assume, um, going to have going to come up with some date uh, beyond which it will not accept any resolutions, um, just like it has always done during regular conventions. So there will be a final, final date where these emergency ones will no longer be accepted. But that date has not been agreed on yet. Yeah, that's correct. I think. I think. I. I don't know. I. I am hearing about the May 1st deadline for the first time tonight. I don't know if it's been publicized before now and I just missed it. Uh, it's been, we've had it out there quite a bit um, in uh, various uh, places and we can continue to, to, to do that. I, uh, I've certainly through. not seen it on leadership list. The um, problem with not having it, and, and we, it has been publicized, I, maybe not enough, you can never do anything enough. Sure. But the problem with not having a deadline that is fairly far out is that if we're going to get the resolutions done by convention um, in, in yep. terms of being able to have them right. in format and all the other things, right. then we need to have some kind of a fairly early date. I, I get all I get all that, and I'm comfortable with with. Um you know, with making a decision that would essentially say, you know, from next year, there'll be a firm date and that will be 60 days prior as, as is in the bylaws amendment. <clears throat> but, um, 
you know, speaking for one special interest affiliate, the Bray Revival League, we have five resolutions that we that that we think we want to submit. Um, and I don't I don't think I well, I, I know I can't get them um, completely approved by the board by May 1st. So what will probably happen is um, rough drafts will get turned in and then um, and then the board. Well, in fact, the membership of BRL um, will be meeting to talk about resolutions during that uh, that virtual element of the convention. So it's conceivable that they will demand that we change some wording that will have to come back to the convention committee, but I don't know any other way to do it. And that's really one of the, you know, we talk about a changes in the culture that this, uh, the, the whole new system is creating. And, you know, in terms of the hybrid voting and everybody having a chance to vote and all these different things, yeah. this is one of those areas that I don't know where we're ultimately going to come out in terms right. of the cultural change, but right. this is causing ripples and, you know, and you're always going to get mm -hmm. ish arguments like yours that, yep. you know, that le legitimate concerns. So, you know, very true, very true. And, and, and understand, un understand I'm raising the issue because it's here, but I'm, I'm not at all saying that BRO won't comply. I am saying that the membership of BRO, when they when they meet, and that meeting is already scheduled, um, may may conceivably make some changes. So, uh, you know, I, and and I don't, I don't, I don't know any way else to do it if yeah. you're trying to generate affiliate resolutions. Yeah, keep in mind once resolutions are turned in, you know, if you guys feel like there's some changes that need to be made, you you have. Uh, pretty good leeway to work with Gabe and the committee to, to yeah. get that done. So yeah, we'll work. We'll, we'll work it out. But I, you know, at what what everybody needs to recognize is that it's a it's it's a it's a new day in uh, yeah. in in ACB land in terms of resolutions and and um, it, it it will it'll it'll probably be more democratic and better and and the whole nine yards. Um, starting next year, when when stuff is set in stone and everybody understands what the requirements are, yeah. um, I, I think I, I, I guess what I would say to to everyone is I, I don't think um, I, I don't think we should ignore deadlines, but I think we need to be flexible in this first year. Yeah, we agree, and we agree with that. Um, yeah, you know, we we do definitely agree with that because. We know this is uh, going to be a, a a big change for a lot of people, and uh, and all that. So well, Paul will have a vote, by the way, everyone out there. Paul is on the committee, and he will be one of the voters that will decide. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As will I. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so I, right. I have one other question about this, and then I'll then I'll quit worrying this particular animal. Um, and and that question is, how do we? how do we deal with the categorical language that's in our constitution and bylaws that says what the final date when resolutions are supposed to be received is? Um, there is no language that says that the deadline, the committee can set whatever deadline it, it wants to, as far as... Um, I thought uh, there was. Con constitution and bylaws, there is language of that sort. Yep. Resolutions, there is not. Very good. Thank you, that we've Ray. Found, that we yep. have found. <laughs> right. Okay. It, one one other thing I wanted to make, have you talk about too um, is how it's going to be um, recorded 
when the resolutions yes. are all done. I'm I'm getting there, Connie. I'm getting there. Okay, I just I just wanted to make sure that was talked about. So, okay. Sorry. So I mentioned um, as we get into now we're getting down into the debate on resolutions. So now I mentioned that these are going to be on ACB Media. What we're going to do is uh, because it's going to be a cleaner read. So when we read each resolution, we're actually going to play the recording of that resolution on the convention floor. You know when it's read out to the membership. Now. What will happen is someone from the committee will have a copy of that resolution there. So that if there's questions about clauses, if there's um, any potential amendments that need to be made, that that can be handled during floor debate. Now, floor debate is going to follow the standing rules of the convention. Um, so, you know, 20 minutes for the first uh, set debate, and then it can be extended by motion. Um, and um, we will take amendments. However, what we're hoping is that by having resolutions in ahead of time and being able to discuss them, that we will have a few amendments at that time. So, so let's see. So, um, so a couple of things that are going to happen here. So let's say we have a resolution up, we're going to debate it. And then when the question's time to take to call for the question, um, Dan is going to ask for all those in favor uh, to either say aye if you're in the hall or raise your hand and um, on Zoom. And then same for those you know, opposed uh, to a resolution. And then he's going to announce the result of the vote. Now, because... Uh, hang on for a second. I think, I think, if I recall my standing rules, it's not going to be an aye in the room. It's going to be standing or raising your hand right. in the room You're as right. well. I was thinking right. that too. That is that I, is in the and I have the, and I have the rules in front of me yeah. too. So thank you. I uh I'm, sorry I'm I didn't mean to not a problem. Interrupt. And the reason and the reason guys for that is because then we can get a precise count so that we know um how many people voted in favor and how many people didn't so that we know clearly we have a majority. And so once we Get the um, get the results of both the vote on Zoom of our members as well as the vote in the convention hall. Dan will announce that, and then he will announce if there's anyone who objects to that ruling, who feels it wasn't, uh, um, you know, wasn't the way it was called. They can request a roll call either by raising their hand on Zoom or standing or raising their hand in the hall. And if 25 people do request a roll call on a resolution, then that resolution would be put aside and it will be voted on in the business week that we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, this also will happen for amendments to resolutions. Let's say that we have an amendment that is proposed. Um, it, it either, you know, it doesn't get a majority vote, uh, you know, yay or nay, or 25 people request a roll call on it, um, and um, then that amendment would be voted on uh, during the business week. Now, there is an important uh, thing I need to say here, and that is if you have a resolution that has an amendment like that, there can be no more amendments made to that resolution. And the reason we have to do that is because once that goes into the business week, um, I mean, we could be debating it forever and ever. 
Um, so what we're what we're hoping, and I think what we're thinking is that most, if not you know, a vast majority of the resolutions will go through on a um, quote unquote voice vote, um, or you know, as as has been proposed in standing rules. Um, there may be only a few that would need to um, go to, and and when we vote on either amendments in business week or resolutions that come to roll call, it's going to be the traditional roll call vote that you're familiar with, where you have individual votes and then you have uh, delegate votes. Okay, so um, I think um, that just to clarify, um, it's it's going to be the luck of the draw who gets to do the one amendment that's allowed for each resolution. <laughs> no, you uh, get as you, you, you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ray. Okay. No, you get as many amendments as you want. So let's say that um, a resolution comes forward and you say, "Well, I want to amend this um, to say this," and the and the and the assembly votes for that. Okay, that's fine. Then there can be another amendment and another amendment, but eventually we we may get to one that is controversial and it may take a record vote now once that happens after that there is there can be no more amendments to the resolution ah, so, so no the, no uh, can i i'm sorry Ray, i don't sure. mean to be no please but do. since i wrote the rule because i know what dan told me to do um <laughs> what what happens is once debate ends on the floor during the, the there will be initially during this is during the during that Thursday business session, there'll be 20 minutes for debate, and it can be extended by the body. But once that floor debate ends that Thursday, it, there are no more amendments that can be proposed because you have to cut it off at some point or else you might have more debates. Exactly. So if there's one amendment that has to have a roll call vote um, on July 11th, that would be the only amendment that can be considered uh, under the roll call vote. Um, on, on that resolution or for On all that resolution, yeah. on that thank resolution, you. yeah. I got it now, thank you, Jeff. And yeah. thank you, Ray. You're Anything welcome. else you'd like to add, sir? No, uh, I think that pretty well um, uh, closes. I'll just close by saying that this is gonna be a little bit different. Um, you're going to hear, hear the presiding officer actually calling for people who want a roll call vote to uh, ask for that, and you know that's something unusual. But um, no, it's it, it's going to be a, a very um, it, pack your patience. Um, this is our first year trying this, and um, I hope that you know we do want your feedback also. If there's ways we can improve things, right uh, over the going forward. So a couple of a couple of observations. Let me see if you guys agree with this. I, I think almost inevitably, because of the fact that we're that we're doing hybrids, um, even even the amendment process and the requesting um, the, the requesting a roll call vote, which hopefully we won't have, <laughs> um, will take longer with with hybrid than it would otherwise. Do you guys agree with that? Yes, except that I think the hope is that there won't be, that with most resolutions, they either sail through or they don't. 
Yeah. And that and that is the hope that this will happen. But I've seen examples, and I know you guys have too, all of you, yeah. where yeah. you get two or three amendments proposed out of the blue. Yeah. And yeah. that can that will take some time. You're correct. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. I think I think it'll be interesting. I I have, um, you know, I I I would even I would even look at down the road when we get more used to this whole process tightening the process even more so that so that you allow for for so that you perhaps make resolutions meetings the only time when amendments can happen and you well, the other possibility yeah, the other possibility is as you say and many organizations do this the resolutions are brought to the convention and they're not even voted on they're debated at convention but they can be to vote they are, they can be voted on afterward yeah. um as a group as a body um like we're you know so there's lots of ways to do it but i think we were reluctant to deviate too greatly from sort of the original methodology that we've used for so many years um but i do agree with you that i suspect there will be um changes made you know i don't know how what they'll be yet or anything obviously i can't predict any more than anybody else can um uh, because i uh, some of these issues could crop up and it could gum the gum up the convention works a little bit can see we'll, we'll see what happens so the other elephant in the room is constitution and bylaw amendments that's right so we have john here to talk about that so mr mccann how yes. are you sir okay good last time i checked um constitution a, a lot of what's been said already applies to constitution but there are some differences first of all per the dc code and we reflected this in an amendment we passed last year the disposition of all main motions which is to say uh the ultimate disposition of any constitutional amendment after it has perhaps been amended and debated at all, that has to be a record vote. Uh, um, that has to be a ba on ballot. So um, all of our final business with the disposition of Constitution and bylaw amendments will be relegated to the ending part of the convention and the dates of, I think, uh, the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Uh, the week after the hybrid component uh, comes to, to an end. And of course, we allow some time for people to decompress a little bit, not to mention to fly back to their respective uh, locales. Um, the uh, clarion call, if you will, has already gone out in the April forum. Uh, I've put my contact information out there. People can send amendments to me as uh, kind of bylaws chair at john at jamsite, J-A-M-S-I-T-E dot net, like website, but it's jamsite, which is my initials, also plays into my uh, affinity for impromptu musical performance. Uh, but um, people are exhorted to uh, bring uh, whatever constitutional and or bylaw amendments they'd like to see. I, I am going to seemingly be talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but again, uh, reflecting what, what Jeff had said just a minute ago, change is incremental and you don't want to take 
you don't necessarily want to take giant steps. So with this being our first year, I'm hoping that we won't have many amendments or that we won't have some real controversial ones. Uh, so far, on its own initiative, the Constitution and Bylaws Committee has been taking a look at uh, the administrative practices of the national board and and getting rid of a lot of language that talks about what has to be postmarked and how many days, et cetera. Uh, two of the three amendments in that arena have already uh, been brought before the board and we received feedback. So uh, you know, you, by the, the middle of this month, we really already have two uh, of the three amendments in that arena the language has already been is already in place as to what we're going to propose so i would ask uh, folks you know governance is pretty pretty important and and john are you going to hold some um community yes, calls as they're calling themselves to to discuss these amendments and any others the constitutional bylaws committee is going to move to a uh, twice a month schedule we have been meeting on the third thursday of the month heretofore so our next meeting will be april 21st that will not be open but beyond that point um when we head into may the may 5th cinco de mayo uh, may 5th and may 19th and then what would it be june 2nd I guess in June 16th. So those four meetings are going to be open. Uh, going to be open meetings. They'll be announced. They'll be on the schedule, the uh, community call schedule. And members of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee uh, have pledged to make themselves available to forums such as this. Uh, Sun uh, Anthony Corona's Sunday edition. Uh, uh, visibility that Terry Pacheco does, um, and if if any aggregation or 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 singular affiliate wants us to make a presentation, we're willing to do that. And again, reach out to me to to schedule that. Won't always be me, <laughs> but um, but I, I want to say, and I always do reflect this. Uh, I think we've got a kind of bylaw committee that's just full of rock stars. Um, Super jazzed about everyone who's serving on that uh, that committee. Uh, lots of lawyers and uh, lots of really good, sharp, you know, people with very sharp intellects. And um, we're we're rearing to go. Very good, Coney. Anything you want to add? I do. Just a couple things. Um, there's one thing I want to talk about, and then before we done, get done, I want to talk about some more outreach and stuff that I'm going to do. But so one thing that we, we talked about was the business week, the 11th, 12th, and 13th. And we talked a little bit about it, but we didn't really talk about the big process, the big take on the 13th. Um, Jeff, do you want to talk about how that's going to be the final day of voting? And sure. I put the, I put the pressure on you. Yeah. <laughs> So you are going to get a, as individual ACB members, you will get a ballot and that ballot will have number one, any resolutions for which a roll call vote was necessary. And you will only have the resolved clauses. If 
For those of you who know what resolutions are, been members of this organization for a while, you know that, you know, 90% oftentimes of the language of a resolution are a whole bunch of whereas clauses that talk about the problem that we're trying to solve and the solution and all of this. And the resolved is what we are actually going to do. So you're not going to have to read over all those whereas clauses. You're only going to have the resolve, which is actually what we're doing. Um, the And then you're going to have all of the resolutions and the constitutional amendments, final copies of those, on that ballot. Um, first will be the uh, individual vote that will be cast, and you'll have a period of time, I think it's two or three hours to cast your vote, I cannot remember, but I'm sure Connie will or Patrick will. <laughs> and then we will conduct the affiliate delegate vote, um, and it will, of course, all be remote then, just like the, the individual vote, because we'll all be back home. And so uh, what they will do is, if, you know, we have a, we're asking Maryland, and let's say Patrick is casting Maryland's vote, you know, he'll go right down the ballot. Resolution one, we cast, you know, 20 votes this way, and resolution two, we split our votes 10 yes and 10 no and you'll go right on down and and so we won't have to keep going back to each affiliate and do it you know five times or ten times or however many things we have on the ballot so, so there'll be a su single super ballot yes yes and so it will go much more quickly at least that is the hope when we cast the delegate vote and that's how the 13th is going to work and, and yeah. the, the affiliate vote will be handled the same way that's the way the affiliate vote will be handled. The individual vote, you have to go on vote now and, you know, and just go through your ballot and you have that, you know, whether it's the link or the telephone and you'll Very go good. down your ballot and and there will be there will be one ballot. That's correct. Very good. Patrick. Yeah, I was just going to thank Jeff for giving us uh, 20 votes in Maryland. Last time I looked, we had three, <laughs> but I do appreciate those other 17 votes. Thank you very much, Jeff. You know, and, and that that week, um, the plan is to be, again, central time. It's 7 until 10 is what we plan on meeting. Um, and we will do uh, the individual votes first. But then, as Dan and I, we've all talked, um, the affiliate vote may overlap a little bit of the individual vote um, to get everything done in those those three hours. But that's... The plan is on the thirteenth. Well, all of you guys have been have been doing a tremendous amount of work, Miss Connie. Is it all right if we um, if we I'm gonna say, go to say, some questions? Do, I was going to say let's. We've talked everything out, so let's take questions, and then we can finish with a few things at the end. I and and, and I'm sorry, my senility sets in. Who is our who is our uh, our it's Penny. facilitator? Penny. 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 Thank you so much. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and I want to thank everyone for being patient with all the questions because I just, I, you know, usually we don't mind taking questions in between, but I just wanted to try to get the flow going a little bit. So, okay. Melody Holloway, you can unmute and speak. Hey, Melody, welcome back. Hello, Paul. Thank you. It's good to be back. I love Tuesday mm -hmm. topics. Um, as far as the voting for those. Whoops. You're good. You're back. 
Yeah, she got, she, she got she muted. Got muted. You can unmute again. I sent you the. <sighs> okay, there we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, for those of us that voted last year virtually, do we use the same voter ballot code this year? Or do we get new ones? I kept mine. There were probably no, a lot of people that don't. You'll get new ones. We don't know okay. when the new ones will be going on. That's what Patrick was saying. They'll probably go out towards the end of June. Okay. They will, so everyone Melanie, will be getting. You can throw it away. Oh, unless you want a souvenir Perfect. of last year's yeah. voting. You can yeah, that, uh, I am sentimental. <laughs> and also the resolutions, just to clarify, um, any member in good standing can send ideas in, correct? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And we should probably say, and I suspect that Jeff would agree with this, that that ideas is really is really what we need but but th the only commitment that we would ask folks who are interested in seeing acb do something is that you stick with that commitment throughout the whole process so that we really would expect you um to be at resolutions committee when when your ideas are being discussed and we we really would expect you um to sign off on um the 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 final uh, the final form that your idea takes would you agree with that jeff yeah because quite frequently the committee um as paul well knows being a past chair and being on the screen yeah. for <laughs> centuries he's like yeah oops i think she submitted the resolution doesn't like him mm -hmm. yeah sometimes yep so so but but uh, that's that's the only limitation, Mel Melanie. So by all means, um, send in your ideas by May first. Okay, Jamaica Miller, you can unmute. Hey, Jamaica. Hello, it's me, Jamaica, and I have a quick question for you, Paul. Whether mm -hmm. whether you can answer me online tonight, or whether you can answer whether you would be able to answer me offline mm -hmm. and that is do you know who's going to be our delegates for the um for for the library users of america i did not i was not able to be on the meeting last night um, um i I'm, I'm not sure i remember but i but i will be sure to um i will be sure that that we send you the answer jamaica i i, I don't want to to tell you the wrong names, I think Judy Wilkinson is going to be the delegate and will serve on the nominating committee. Um, and and in fact, I do know. And that the alternate is Sharon Strokowski. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. Thanks. You're welcome, Jamaica. Uh, Kyle Carpenter, you can speak. Hey, Kyle. I don't think I know you. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm in Canada, so uh, my question is that. Um, so can Canadians register for any uh, virtual convention events? And if anyone knows like how to contact uh, Maria Christus uh, or uh, Gabriel Lopez to join the International Relations Committee to meet other uh, blind people or another special interest affiliate. Uh, so and can Canadian people uh, or anyone outside of the U.S. can we bid on the auctions? Of course, absolutely, absolutely. And, and and when's yeah. the registration for non-members, and uh, how much is it, or is it uh, free? Um, it starts on the nineteenth, 
and um, I don't remember what the what what the regist- I don't if I know what the registration is this year. It's um, uh, I don't Registra- want to misquote registration. Twenty. When you say Kenneth, is registration twenty five dollars for members and thirty five? And it's thirty five if 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 for members. Thirty five. Okay. And I'm trying to think about the other one now. Um, it's probably thirty five, I would guess. But, and if you but, go up on the ACB dot org website, you know you you'll be able to find the link to, you know. And there there is a long history of folks from Canada coming to our conventions in person, and we'd certainly welcome you to join us if you want to. Yeah, especially if it's in Buffalo, because I'm in Toronto. One if if one time you have a convention in Buffalo, uh, it'd be uh, very easy for me to join, or even if it was in Erie. Yeah, well, this time it's going to be in Omaha, Nebraska, and next year in Chicago, and the year after that in Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. Wow. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Margie Donovan. My friend Margie from California. Yes. Hey, Margie. Hey, Paul. It's been a while. I see you now today. Well, I, several things are on my mind. Um, first, this has been an outstanding presentation, and I'm always at awe the level of details and how much work has gone in to having a hybrid convention this year and I just want to thank all of you it's incredible our, our board members work their butts off um, regarding so my first thing is regarding resolutions um, I submitted two resolutions last year one which I withdrew and plan to resubmit this year and the second one the board voted down can I resubmit that since it's going to the membership this year of course absolutely Thank you. Um, and anyway, I'll deal with that. I just learned today to send it to advocacy. I, I had been sending directly to Gabe. So I just sent an email to advocacy. That, that'll work too. You can send Good. it to Gabe. That'll work okay, too. Okay, excellent. But, um, yeah. um, and then the other thing, I have a question, and you guys may not be prepared to answer this. Um, historically in ACB, in terms of programming, um, it could be a special interest affiliate, it could be an individual, it could be an agency, it could be all kinds of people. And I know historically individuals or groups of people that's not necessarily a committee or an affiliate have put programs together. I learned today that there's been a major change in that. And um, <clears throat> I am really bothered by this. And I'm bothered by this because I want to know first, is a board aware of this major change that took place? Not unless Shame you tell me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Tell us, no, tell us what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not, I'm I don't not know sure I get it either. So. I don't either. Um, so there has been a group of us based on a resolution last year that's tried to put forth a mental health committee to deal with mental health issues. And a few of our people today had a meeting with some of our leaders today. And we, um, we were planning to do a few workshops at the convention. And those few people were told by our president and vice president that individuals can no longer do workshops or presentations um, at conventions. I'm not talking about during the general convention, that that had changed. And this really bothers me that if the board didn't vote on this and it didn't go to the membership, this really bothers me. 
I guess I, I, I don't know much about it. I just say yeah. I never knew individuals could do it anyway. Oh, they well, have in the past. They, cool. Yeah, they, they, they have in the past. I mean, okay. I mean, you know, you remember lots of people would come in and it was sometimes sometimes the stuff that individuals did wasn't very good. Um, you know, remember we had like our, our science fiction meetings. Uh, oh, okay. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and we also had Star we Trek also, and all that. Stuff. Yeah, but we also had um, oh some technology companies that would come in and purportedly right. train people and not do much of a job. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I, I'm uh, not talking but, the quality of the program. No, 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 no. no I hear you. Yeah. I hear okay. you. I, so, I, I, what I'm doing is reaffirming the fact that you're correct. This was possible in the past. Um, I, I think there are two factors that that would help to explain it, Margie, and and one of them one of them is the the, the limited availability of Zoom rooms. So, the, one of my questions is: Would you guys be comfortable doing it just in person, with with no Zoom outreach? I, I can't answer that, and 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 I'm not. That wasn't the reason given. The reason given was there was a policy change. Now um, I don't mind policy changes, but policy changes need to not come up when somebody wants to do something. For me, if it's a policy change is going to be made between conventions, that goes to the board. Marjorie, and, Marjorie let me stop you. Let me interrupt you. Mm -hmm. Was this? Um, could it possibly have been because we can't do things in suites anymore? No, That's no, it was not. I understand that. that. Nope. Okay. Okay. Nope. So, so I'm and sure so that. the answer is, Paul, it had never come up yet whether we were going to do it hybrid in person. We were still debating that, and the the discussion that a few of our 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 task force members um, uh, met with. Um, we were informed that there had been a policy change, and today was the first time any of us heard of this. And um, I understand the board has to work between conventions, and if there's a policy change, it should be voted on in an open board meeting so that we who choose to attend can attend. Now, if it's in, if it's an issue of room room availability on Zoom, I get it. Then we should have been told. Um, you can't do it on Zoom because we have limited availability. Yep. Yep. We were told there's a policy change, and I so, am seriously so bothered Margie, by this. Mm -hmm. Margie, I, it's, this is not a policy change that came before the Board of Directors. Absolutely Thank not. You. So, Thank if, you. so if there was a policy change, you want to know which group within ACB made the policy change. If it That's you got it, baby. Yeah. Or whatever. And, that, and why that, didn't that, it go to the board or the? I can understand the membership, but why right. didn't it go to the board? Well, I, Margie, I think there are some other things yeah. you can do. Yes, sir. Um, to 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 move to to move the creation of uh, a mental health committee forward. Um, and 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 if you want to call me afterwards, we can talk about some of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I and and I think I think. A, a lot of the folks who are on the board would be glad to talk with you about that too. Um, well, we're not talking the committee right now. We're talking programming. And Paul, well, I sent you an email today asking you to give me a call or send me your new phone number because you've moved. And I so do want to talk to you about that. So I want to say one thing, Paul, when you're done too. Sure. It's, it's, it's at the bottom of, of all of my emails now, Margie. So check, 
Any of my Tuesday at, topics. I stuff. should look at him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just go to the Zoom link and stop. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Jeff. So one thing is, and, and I don't know, to my knowledge, this was never, you know, discussed expressly. Um, although I guess if I thought it through, I would have known. But having said that, on convention planning calls, and maybe that's part of the issue that, the, you know, the Mental Health Committee didn't have a part. Oh, in hang the on. Let me stop plan- you. No, we are not a com- I want you to hear. Oh, I, we need to get to the question. No, no, hold on. I just let me want finish. You to hear. We're let not a finish. committee. That's let all me finish. I, I, get, I get that. Okay. I understand that. But on convention planning calls, the deadlines for submitting programming were discussed and i'm not talking about who's doing the programming but the deadlines right Right. and so very possibly if this had been done under the deadline the the the, the fledgling committee it had okay well i can't I, I will talk with Paul offline about this. And I really, because we have not been sanctioned as a committee by the president, I, we really need to stick to the word task force. Well, so. task force is fine. I, I mean, I, I, again, I, I don't have a problem with what you call yourselves, and I'll be glad to talk with you. But I think all, all of the members of the board who are, who are on this call would be glad to talk with you as well. So. You know, there, I mean, we've I been, intend, I intend the goal has questions. been to get the mental health thing moving. That's why we passed that resolution. So I, yeah. I'm totally Correct. on board with getting something done. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I, I mean, you've anybody got anybody that wants to call me. Jeff has yeah. my number and my email. Please contact me. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you'll have you'll have lots of allies, Marcia, I think, in, in, oh, I in terms of moving this forward. I know. All right, dear. Thank, thank you. you. Very much. Thank you. Great Thanks, job, everyone. Thanks, yep. Meryl, <laughs> you can unmute. Ms. Schechter, hello from Maryland. See, Patrick country. There you go. Yes. With our 20 votes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mr. Sure. Merrill. Merrill, you're unmuted. You can speak. Uh-oh. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, star Y. I mean, option Y. She's got that. She's unmuted. Yeah. Maybe she's. Meryl. Meryl. She might be having trouble. All right. Let's go on, Miss Penny. Okay. It's Melanie. You could speak. I just. Sent Sorry you. to speak a second time. I just was wondering, and I know BPI has faced this and probably many committees had, but could, and I, I wanted to say it before Margie spoke with any of you, and I hope it's okay, I assume it is, could one of the reasons that mental health programming and work, workshops not be at the convention this year, I mean, yeah, time constraints and everything, but because of the specific content and how unintentionally afraid people are, and trust me, oh, we I, are afraid of I, our conditions. I did unmute, but I'll, uh, hold, hold on. Hold on, Meryl. We'll, yeah. we'll get back to you. Let, let us. Let, can let you hear me? Ask. Can you hear yes, me? Yes, yeah, yeah. Just, just hold can on you hear now, me? Meryl. Yeah, just, just chill for a minute. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Meryl. We hear you. Yeah, chill. I'm to chill, chill for a minute, Meryl. Chill um, for a minute. I. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh. Can you hear us? 
Apparently not. Oh, no. Apparently I did not. <laughs> Evidently. I did yeah. it. Uh-oh. It said I'm currently I'm currently unmuted. You yes, are. Can, can you hear us, Meryl? <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, I did. Meryl, if you can hear me, say that you can hear me. Otherwise, I'm going to have Penny. I think mute that answers the question. <laughs> yep. So, Penny, go ahead and, and mute Meryl and let me continue with Melanie. No, it won't work. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, I, I don't. I don't think that's. I, I don't think that would be a, a reason, Melanie. I. I there Absolutely are a lot of not. us. There. There are a lot of us who work very hard to try to. Uh, create an openness and a readiness on ACB's part um, to take seriously mental health issues in particular because we feel like there's, there have been a lot of impacts that COVID has had on folks who are blind that have affected their mental health. And we really felt, given the resolutions that we passed last year, um, that it was time that ACB took this matter seriously. And, and so I'm, I'm absolutely sure that isn't the issue. Okay. I assume that, I mean, because the that unexpected policy change had not gone before the board, the board I would assume it's not the board. I mean, you, several of you have had experiences as well, so I just, right. you know, I wouldn't think it was you. I'm not asking you because it's you, you know. Well, I'm just I, wondering I, if that could have been. Right. No, I don't think, I, I don't think that's the reason. And I, and I think, I, I I don't I don't know how how or whether this will end up getting moved forward, but I think there are a lot of us who will who will certainly continue to explore what's going on and see what can be done. Yeah, and Melanie, right now you have five board members on this call. So if five board members haven't heard of this, then I and 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 you've also got old people who've been around for a long time, like well, me, so. and Chris <laughs> Bell is part of the group. So yeah, there's another nice. board member, you know, yeah. nice. So Melanie, thank you. And, 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 and stay tuned. Um, one of, one of these days, pretty soon, I think it's time for Tuesday topics to do a mental health, um, program. And, and if you're prepared to do it, Melanie, I would be, I, I will be inviting you to be a part of that. Happily, I will be standing by, and I, I was hoping, you know, for a multiple disabilities committee here. I feel like there's going to have got a lot more going on than just what I spoke of in the forum and trying to get by with it. So, you know, cool. I would, I would be happily standing by. Cool. Thanks, Melody. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Yeah, Miss Penny. Shall we try moral again, or we'll go on to the next one? Let's go on to the next one for now. Okay, Lynn Corral, you may. Hey, Lynn. Hey. Our PhD candidate. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, well, I agree with Margie about a mental health thing. I tried to get this through the health issues committee and Sue didn't want to do it. So I am very interested in the mental health stuff. And also, I just think you, you folks are doing a great job too. And that's going to be great to have all the resolutions at one time. I, I really appreciate that. I'm planning, I'm planning to go to Omaha, so you'll see me there, I think. Uh, <laughs> There are lots of us who will be there. I'm planning to go as well. So, so, but but I don't know what I'll I don't know what to do with myself with no late <laughs> nights to spend. 
party. Well, there might be one or two. We don't know whether there'll be any turned in June that will require. Who knows? I was telling Gabe that exact thing. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Very good. Uh, anyone else, Miss Penny? Yes. Um, Gene Mann. You hey, Gene Mann. From New York. Hi, yes. can you hear me? And Yes. Definitely. Loud and clear. And BRL also. Yeah, absolutely. And terribly yeah. active there. Um, I just wanted to suggest to Margie that uh, maybe she should talk to Janet. Um, and Janet may be able to explain what the issue is or what the why this this so-called policy has um, come up. Um, because maybe it's not something that the maybe it's a, a convention committee decision. Well, she, I. I the, the only thing I would say is she indicates today that she talked with the president, the vice president. So um, that, th those are pretty heavy hitters. I, I, know. I, I certain, yeah. Um, but Janet's, Janet's really good yeah. at explaining things, and she is. You know, she is. Uh, she usually makes people understand, you know, pretty well yep. what the she is, does. So. Yep. yep. So and, that's all. And, she, and she'll be back on Tuesday topics before convention to uh, to go through some of this stuff again. And I may invite some of you guys back to be sure that everybody understands it as we get closer. So don't be surprised. All right. And anyone else, Miss Penny? That is all of the hands at this point. So so let's let's give Meryl one other shot. Okay, where is she? She went, she lowered her hand, but I know where she's at. <laughs> Meryl, you can speak. Meryl, and let's see if we can hear you this time. Meryl, you can unmute, speak. Now she's got her hand up. And I did, I sent you the message, Meryl, to talk. You, I'll do it again. Okay. Thank you, Penny. We no appreciate, problem. we appreciate what all you guys do in terms of making our meetings work. Okay. She's still, you're still unmuted, Meryl. So she must still be having trouble. She's, all yeah, right. she showed, it shows that she's still muted. Yeah, it shows she's still muted. And Hello? There you go. There you go. We, we can hear, we can and hear you, Meryl. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yes. We can hear you. Can you hear us? I apologize. Um, I got a new headset, and somehow with the webinar, it wasn't working, and I don't know why. It works with Zoom. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I wanted to say, and I apologize for my, I didn't mean to get angry or frustrated before. Um, first of all, I want to commend Ray, John, Jeff, um, uh, uh, let's see, and Connie and um, Pat for all their hard work. I wanted to let you know that um, I have an answer to Kyle's um question, but I cannot, you know, he has to email Cindy Howell community at acb.org. When he, when you email uh, Cindy, and she can give you um, Maria Christic's uh, email and Gabe's email. I'm the vice chair of the International Relations Committee, but I'm not allowed to give out that information. So I apologize for that. Yep. But um, you guys are doing a great job. And Keep up the great work. Meryl, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have, we still have a few more minutes before Tuesday topics winds um, quietly to its end. Um, and, and I guess I'm going to ask 
um, folks some open questions. We, we made some initial changes this year, and, and we've talked a little bit about long-term, but let's talk a little more. Um, what other areas, and maybe I'll start, maybe I'll start with, um, with John McCann in terms of constitution and bylaws. Long-term, John, I, I know you have some pretty strong views about our ACB constitution and would like to see us um, work on some things in the future. Do you want to talk about those? Hmm. I have to think about what those were or might be. Well, I think we need to modernize it. Um, right. I, I guess in broad terms, I would say, and I think this is the result, is, you know, so much of our constitution still reflects the thinking in the wake of what as, has always been referred to as the Civil War. Uh, in the blindness community in the early 60s. And the thinking was that if we write it down, if we are like super prescriptive, then it will be so. As a result, if you look at the, if you look at the bylaws, and blessedly the bylaws you know, can be amended with a simple majority vote, but we have sort of tied ourselves at, in knots. And I think in, over the long term, you know, in the next couple of years, five years, six years, uh, even more, we need to take a look at the whole bylaws section and really come to grips with just how much of it belongs in a policy manual, not, not a governing instrument as such. Now, so will you uh, guys probably, will you guys probably look at, at, at picking out little chunks for each year and, and bring them forward? I think so, you know, depending on how long I'm chair of the committee and then sort of set its course or set its direction. Uh, people here will, uh, are, I, I think Mitch has been very open when he was a little bit more visible in our organization about uh, the, the part with specifying the committees and task forces. It is so highly prescriptive that it, uh, it's challenging. It's, it's, it's over much. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think we have more committees referenced in that document than need to be referenced there, but that's not to say that those committees shouldn't exist. Very good. Thank you very much. Um, so Ray, as, as, as head of the resolutions task force, um, are there some things that you guys talked about that you haven't implemented this year that you're looking at in the future? Um, I think that probably the biggest thing that we've had some discussion about is um, figuring out a way to that we that we minimize. I'll put it this way: minimize duplication of resolutions while at the same time reflecting, you know, current thinking on things. For example, how many resolutions do we need on web accessibility? Right. Uh, that's the truth. I think the other thing that I would say too is that, you know, now we we certainly certainly respect the right of any member and and, and you know uphold the right of any member to submit a resolution. But there are things that we get resolutions on that ACB is already working on, and um, you know if there's a way, maybe I think what I'd like to see done, what I'd like to see done down the road is try to minimize that, you know, that duplication unless there's some new, you know, new 
thinking that comes. Like, for example, if uh, justice doesn't issue regs on Title III, certainly we would need to respond to that, mm-hmm. uh, the resolutions. Um, but also, I, I don't, I'm not sure, you know, I think, you know, Clark does a pretty job. I think we've gotten better at this, but I think we need to, I think, do a better job of keeping our members informed of what's happening with resolutions, the disposition of them. I, um, and, and I think it's gotten better over the last couple of years, but um, I still think that's an area because I think, you know, members, you know, they, they work hard in resolutions. They bring them to us, we pass them. And then, you know, sometimes I feel like they just kind of go, you know, off into the abyss and people don't really know what happens to them. And I think we need to continue to probably get better in that area. In, in the di- yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be right with you, Patrick. In, in the dim and distant past, Jeff, um, Steve Spiker um, put together an, an index of resolutions, if you remember, it, yes. it, it was it was an amazing document. Um, uh, is it? Do do you think we're hampered by the fact that all we now have are kind of annual lists, and and that it's hard to to any longer um, know what's out there? Yeah, well, we, and and we actually have had some discussions, even at the last leadership conference, about things that we could do to um, enable the members to have more information on resolutions. For example, uh, we could do, when when we have this prioritization system that Paul's been a part of many times, and, but, but all we do is sort of give this somewhat arbitrary number on how important the resolution is gonna be for terms of when we're gonna act on it. What we probably need to do is make is combine that system of prioritization with notes on what on and whom should take actions um, in order to implement the resolution so that there's sort of a game plan and then we can follow that and and you know have updates in terms of whether that game plan is occurring or not and and that would i think enable folks to have a better sense of what's happened with their resolution so there have been some discussions um along these lines uh, and it wouldn't surprise me that you know in the advocacy steering committee we continue and and the resolutions committee we continue to um you know further amplify and and propose some changes in the future very good uh, patrick so I have a long-term goal, which I'm sure Nancy Becker would strangle me for. But wouldn't it be interesting to take the Vote Now contract or whatever similar have in the future and be able to extend its capability to the affiliates so that rather than having them go out and get their own voting system, they could exercise an option, let's say, under the Vote Now system so they could use the, what we're all used to already for their own state affiliate uh, elections and perhaps even extend it down to uh, resolutions and constitutional bylaws. So 
has the has the voting task force and and maybe this is a is a is a coney question or or anybody else who wants to jump in on it given any consideration to publishing guidelines for affiliates on 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 how remote voting should be handled because i've found listening to affiliates that there are a number of different approaches that people are taking some of which seem better to me than others do and fairer to me than others do so right now i'll just answer for myself and i would say no i mean this year i think we have had our hands full with establishing the hybrid model and getting resolutions and constitutional bylaws on board but I think that that is a very good logical next step. Yep. I, I think that what you've seen, and I know we did it in Maryland, uh, and you know, was to uh, borrow uh, Constitution and Bylaws language from actually South Dakota. Thank you, Connie, and establish uh, hybrid, uh, remote access and and voting, uh, virtual voting in Maryland. And I think a lot of the states have done that. So then the next step, I think, after that's going to be what is an effective way for the state to vote. And a lot of it has to do with maybe the culture of the state. Some people are more sophisticated than others as far as some of the technology they're using. But I think that's an important thing to go meet the the affiliates where they are and help them decide, put together a, a list of options and saying, these are best practices. What do you think about trying some of these? And that may be a very nice next step for the voting task force to take a look at. I hope so. Any any final comments on that? Then I'm going to talk to Coney about doing some summarizing for us. You know, right. I, I have a brief Jeff, item. Yep. I think one of the major cultural um decisions and areas of concern that the organization hasn't really addressed is the fact that and it involves just about everything we do 21st century nonprofits are largely driven by staff because volunteers don't have the bandwidth the time the knowledge etc to run these types of corporation and we have made actually great strides toward that with the way our steering committees are working and with many of the areas that the staff is doing that were once handled by volunteers but by the same token we have a rich history of membership work volunteer work and in fact it was enhanced during the pandemic because of the rise of the community which in many ways has um gone against the grain of the idea that the organization is to be staff driven because it's really membership driven but in the future we have to think and be aware of these two opposing paradigms um we want to have as much member input and member control as we can but we also need to make need to make sure that our organization can function as a 21st century nonprofit uh, must function and these two these two polar opposites sometimes really conflict so 
I'll end. I'll end there. Jeff, right I would just that. jump ahead, onto Patrick. that. Yep. Just jump onto that, and I think that at the last board meeting, that was recognized by Dan to start the process by saying we need to put what I might call business process documents in order, so that we start to develop what is the relationship between, uh, let's say, staff, the committees, uh, the, the the nine steering committees membership and who is going to do what and how much are we going to take on and define the roles and responsibilities of each group so that as we grow we're not stepping on each other and i think that is absolutely a great thing to do you need that so that as you transition and people come and go within the organization you've got something written down so it's not just in everyone's head and when they walk out the door, they're taking all their ideas with them. So, thank you, sir. Miss Connie, you've got about four minutes to summarize. Four minutes. All right. So, there's a lot. Thank you, Paul, so much for having us. Um, we will love to be back on your show, hopefully, back in like May or June. I think uh -huh. that would be great to be back together. Um, we are actually going to be on. Terry Pachicos on April 22nd and on Sunday edition on the 24th of April. So, and then we've started doing other uh, shows and I am in the process of doing my famous cheat sheets. So um, working on those and hoping to get those out to all our members with dates. I have one document with just actually dates called timelines. Um, so we could have everyone can have just a sheet with dates on it and then i have another one with more with processes with dates information um and i'm taking my calls i mean you have my number so if people want to contact you um we did a presentation last night and i've had people call me already today just wanting to talk one-on-one -on -one, some specific questions concerning themselves um uh, so we're here we're here as a group it's a lot to learn, um, but I think it's good, a good process. I think we will, you know, keep learning. We'll take comments and concerns, and that's what we did last year. And if um, we always take it back at the committee, if you guys have a good suggestion, we'll we'll entertain it and you know discuss it. And sometimes it works, and that's how we've been did some things this year. We changed things from last year. So um, I just I hope everyone will be patient with us as everyone else said and just come to the meetings and come listen and participate with things it's kind of my my take on it there's a lot to learn a lot to do but i think it'll be great to be a first time hybrid with so much going on and so many opportunities yep. excellent anybody else have a final comment we have a minute left this is kenneth uh kenneth. Earlier, we were uh, someone was asking about uh, registration, and I didn't want to quote the wrong, wrong price. But uh, it's thirty-five dollars for members, and it's fifty dollars for non-members. And so, but Janet always encourages everybody that's not a member. If you join as a member at large, you will save some some money there and uh, pay uh, just the thirty-five. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that back up. And the deadline actually is will be June the twentieth. So it's May the twelfth. Members will begin to uh, register on the 19th, non-members, and then 20th is the deadline for all. 
and um, and uh, you can register in person if you're if you're going to be there, but it will, it will. I guess you can, but it will <clears throat> cost you extra money. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, everyone, I'd like to thank everyone, and I haven't said it and should have. I'd like to thank all of you who've done hard work to try to create new processes for this year. We'll see how well they work, but whatever whatever happens, the the approaches seem to be um, grounded in good sense, and I think have a pretty good opportunity um, to work well. So I want to express my appreciation to everyone who was here tonight, and also to uh, to Penny and Larry for their work in making Tuesday topics happen tonight. On next week, we're going to be doing two topics that will be debates. Um, I I will be putting out my notice tomorrow, so take a look at those. I think you'll find them controversial and perhaps interesting, so please try to be there. In the meantime, ACB is yours. Good night.